Welcome to the Washington Union Alliance Church Podcast, an archive of our recorded sermons. We're a Christian and Missionary Alliance Church located in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. For more information, go to wuac.org. As you listen to Christmas songs, you frequently hear someone crooning, it's that most wonderful time of the year. Uh, the version I liked the best, I think, was Perry Como, who grew up in Cannonsburg, not too far away. So it's sort of nice to have local connection uh, with that. But uh, a lot of people, when they hear that it's the most wonderful time of the year, they beg to differ uh, because it's a hard time of year as well. Uh, for some, the Christmas season doesn't bring warm, wonderful feelings. For those who experience no peace, People in countries that are plagued by warfare, refugees who have been displaced from their homes, who have lost everything, uh, those who still have not experienced the peace that Jesus brings. For them, there is not yet a feeling of peace. Those who have recently lost loved ones, for some the holidays bring great memories of times together with loved ones, but when a loved one is missing, there's pain, sorrow, and emptiness rather than joy. And then there are those who are so overwhelmed with all the preparations of the season and all the activities that they can't experience the joy of Christmas. Like Casey at the bat, there is no joy in Mudville tonight. I have good news for those who are feeling overwhelmed, for those who just aren't feeling it, aren't feeling the joy. God sees your pain. And he loves you. And while wonderful may not describe your experience, God delights to bring wonder to your heart. The wonder of Jesus. The wonder that God, holy God, would give his only begotten son to pay the price for our sins. That just astounds us. That's Wonder, wonder, the wonder of Christmas. There's an old gospel song written by George Beverly Shea. Oh, the wonder of it all, the wonder of it all, just to think that God loves me. Oh, the wonder of it all, the wonder of it all, just to think that God loves me. Very simple song, but so meaningful to think of the love of God. The message of God through the gift of his only son, Jesus, is a message of joy, even joy for the joyless. So consider these characters from the Bible, these people, Elizabeth and Zechariah in Luke chapter one. They were a couple of strong faith who were serving the Lord. Zechariah was one of the uh, workers, the priests that got to go into uh, the holy places in the temple. Yet there was something wrong in their lives, something missing. Now, when I'm saying wrong, I'm not talking about sin. I'm saying there's something missing. There was something that was uh, just a hollow feeling for them. Try as they might, they were unable to have children. And in their culture, not being able to have children was considered to be a curse or a judgment from God. So here he is working in the temple but they can't have children. It's like this battle back and forth. Plus, they wanted children so badly. In Luke chapter 1, verses 13 to 14, this word comes to Zechariah. 
from the angel of the Lord. And he says, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth. Now, can you imagine uh, Elizabeth is an older woman? She's almost to the point of not being able to have children. Uh, and then she's going to become pregnant. She's going to have a baby. Many will rejoice. Many will be excited. They will be excited just for her that she's having this baby. And what a wonderful thing that God has done. And you can read the whole story because there's lots more in there. But even thinking of that, it's not just joy because of having given birth. It's joy because this is a special child in God's plan. John, who would be born to her, would be the one we know as John the Baptist, the one who would be the forerunner pointing people to Messiah, Jesus. Joy, joy for the joyless. Zechariah and Elizabeth lacked joy, but they were given joy. Mary, the mother of Jesus, who early in her pregnancy went to visit her cousin, Elizabeth, same Elizabeth, who by that time, Elizabeth was entering her own third trimester. In Luke chapter 1, verse 41, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And verse 44, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. The baby in my womb leaped for joy. Elizabeth's baby would be John, later known as John the Baptist, and the presence of yet to be born Jesus filled unborn John with joy. Amazing. Then the shepherds in the field. When the angel spoke to them in Luke 2, verse 10, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. All the people. Jesus is God's message of joy for the joyless of the world. So what is joy? Let's look at some definitions. And one of the things about looking up in dictionaries, definitions, you find words in the definition that you need to look up their definition. But we'll just put up with it. Joy is an emotion that is evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune. That one's pretty easy to understand. Or joy is a state of happiness or felicity. Felicity is the one I'd have to look up. Uh, joy is a source or cause of delight. Have you ever misplaced something? You searched and searched and searched for it, but you just couldn't find it. And then later, suddenly, there it was. I mean, that brings a certain amount of joy. Uh, just a, a feeling of delight. But when you consider definitions like these, it's easy to see why many people in our society aren't experiencing joy. Uh, through Jesus, God brings joy for the joyless. The gift of Jesus says you are not forgotten. People who are feeling low, who are struggling, often in despair, feel invisible. As if nobody cares, if nobody even sees them. The message of Christmas, the message of Jesus, the message of God himself is that you are not invisible. You are loved. 
The very creator of the universe remembers you and he has entered into our world to show his love for you. Jesus loves you. There is a chorus that says, he knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls and hears me when I call. He knows us. He is personally involved with us. He cares for us. He loves us. In Luke chapter 15, there are several parables about lost things. There's a woman who has lost a valuable coin, one of ten coins, and she turns her house inside out, upside down, looking for it. And when she finally fi finds it, she rejoices and tells her friends and neighbors, come over, they have a party. Rejoice with me, for I found that which was lost. And then the next story is the story of the lost sheep, where one lost sheep out of a hundred wanders off and the shepherd leaves the 99 and goes to find the lost sheep to bring the sheep back. And when he brings it back, he calls on others to rejoice with me. Then there is the lost son, who's better known as the prodigal, the prodigal son. Uh, the father tells the older brother when the older brother is not too happy about the celebration going on over the re restoration of his brother. He says, we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and he's alive again. He was lost and now was found. In other words, the father was saying, rejoice, rejoice with me. And in verse 10 of that uh, chapter, says, in the same way, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Rejoicing. Jesus brings joy. To the shepherds on the hillside that night who were doing a for, almost forgotten, thankless job. You know, we sort of glorify them. We have beautiful pictures of very pristine shepherds. But they were doing the dirty work. Uh, and they were out there. Nobody really cared about those shepherds out there in the night watching over except God. And he sent that angel to them. They were not forgotten. Israel was not forgotten. Israel, who at that time was suffering under their Roman occupiers. Things were tough. Things were horrible. But God had not forgotten his people. The angel announced the birth of the Messiah and brought good news of great joy for all people. The gift of Jesus says not only that you are loved by God, but you are special to God. A few years ago, when we were visiting our son's family, when they were living overseas, uh, our granddaughter, who this was when she was quite small, so this was a very precious statement she made. She told her mommy, God made you so special. I mean, doesn't that melt your heart? And uh, she was quite young at the time uh, saying that to her mom. Uh, special, that kind of special. Think about this. God could have just let us go our own way, sliding down our perilous path toward oblivion. But he chose to interrupt our world to send his son, Jesus, to be our savior. He stepped in. He is a God of love, of mercy, of joy, of rescue, of forgiveness. Those who had felt worthless have now been purchased at a great price. The price of the very blood of Jesus, that infinite price.
We're not worthless. We've been bought with a price. We are valued in the sight of God. Today and always, you are special to God. And that's good news of great joy. God blesses us with joy for the joyless. And now let's sort of shift it a bit in terms of how we can express joy. When we receive the message of joy and place our faith in the joy giver, we bring joy to God. The woman with the lost coin, she's rejoicing, and it's not just a party for them, but she's giving thanks to God for what has happened. The shepherd with the lost sheep, the same. The father with the lost son, uh, all of them. In Luke 15, 10, in the same way, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Rejoicing in heaven. Great parties that take place when there are people on this earth who say, I need Jesus, and I've decided to put my faith in him. We give joy to God when we repent and believe. We give joy and pleasure to God when we choose to follow Him instead of going our own way or doing our own thing. You know, when we're going through our everyday life and uh, we're about to do something and all of a sudden we just pause, hesitate, and think, I think I'll do this instead. You know, if, if God is having a part, that pause gives Him joy. We bring joy to the Father when we share our blessings with others. When we recognize that the blessings that God has given us are not just for us, but to be used to spread out His joy to others around us. Blessings are meant to be shared. The joy of Jesus is a two-way street. As another scripture reminds us, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Tell that to our children on Christmas morning. That's a little tough, isn't it? But to think about giving, giving to bless others. In our community and in many of our families, we find people who seem to be missing out on joy. People who feel forgotten, worthless, or rejected. There was a Facebook post this week of someone who I've known for years, a young person, a young adult now, uh, and he seems to be uh, coming to recognizing his worth. And I had just been working on my sermon notes and thinking about uh, the joy of Jesus, the joy of Christmas is that God loves you and you're special to him. So I wrote that in my response. Uh, it makes such a difference to know that we're loved of God. Jesus is God's message of joy for the joyless. And once we experience his joy, we have the privilege of sharing his joy. Joy with people who are in great need. So this Christmas season, embrace the joy that is yours in God's love through Jesus. Soak it in what he has done for you. Then behave and act with joy. Let joy show up on your face. I'm not seeing it. Smile a little. Show some joy. Share your joy and God's joy with the people around you. And not just the people who are already experiencing joy. That's wonderful. But also to someone who just seems down. How can you show joy? The message of Christmas 
is the message of joy. How will you share joy this Christmas?